Hello, this is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris. I'm joined by my colleague at Quarterly, Jonathan Armstrong, and we're here bringing you your favorite podcast, Tech Law 10, the weekly podcast that covers the intersection of law and information technology. Jonathan, reading your mind, what are you thinking when it comes to hacking this week? <laughs> Very perceptive again, uh, Eric, and thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, Jonathan Armstrong here at Caudry in London. Well, we're, uh, we've been awash over the weekend with news around uh, hacking, and in particular, a very significant data breach, it seems, against uh, Carphone Warehouse. Now, Carphone Warehouse uh, sell cell phones, uh, mobile phones, and also uh, coverage and they have been through some reorganization and as a result they also manage uh, coverage for various other uh, operations some of which used to be part of the same group now as a result Carphone Warehouse itself says that the personal details of about 2.4 million people has been compromised and for an island of, I guess, ballpark 60 million people, including uh, um, men, women, and children, that's a fairly substantial part of the population. And they say that in addition to the 2.4 million uh, affected by the hack, there's almost like a, um, a super victim group of around about 90,000 people who not only may have had their... Um, uh, telephone details hacked, but in addition may have had their encrypted credit card details compromised as well. Now, the Information Commissioner's Office, the data regulator in the UK, has announced that it is launching an investigation. And this uh, is interesting for a number of reasons. Firstly, because the ICO have, rightly in my view, said that technology businesses are held to a slightly higher standard when it comes to dealing with hacks. If you're selling your specialist technology services, then you ought to you know, eat some of your own pecan pie, as you no doubt say in the U.S. <laughs> we don't. We don't really understand you. <laughs> and secondly, without being overcomplicated, um, those avid listeners will recall that as yet, the UK has no general data breach notification reporting requirement. That's likely to come in with these, uh, this new EU regulation that we talk about endlessly, and that might happen in two years' time. However, organizations like Carphone Warehouse are subject to an earlier version of that proposal, which is law. So basically, there was a move maybe five or six years ago, to introduce a general data protection reporting requirement. That failed, but telecoms companies and network operators uh, are subject uh, to that, uh, uh, that, that obligation. Uh, so it might be one of the first cases where the ICO gets to show its teeth under these powers that bind uh, telcos and network operators. And to be fair to both of them, both Carphone Warehouse and the ICO were quick out of the blocks. Um, uh, Carphone Warehouse say that they only discovered the attack on 
Wednesday and they made it public on Saturday. Now time will tell whether they should have found out about the hack earlier. Quite often, as with some of the big US breaches, Target for example, these breaches are latent and should have been discovered earlier but weren't. We simply don't know whether that's the case here. Coffin Warehouse are suffering some, uh, I think, bad reputational damage at the moment because uh, as in the US, it's relatively common for the organization that's been hacked to offer credit monitoring at the cost of the organization. However, here, Carphone Warehouse are saying that individuals should get in touch with credit rating agencies themselves and mm. make their own arrangements. And some of the victims have been uh, publicly saying in the media that they think this is a bit mean, particularly when they say Carphone Warehouse should have done more to protect their data. Uh, I should say, for the purposes of balance, firstly, I should disclose the fact that my uh, daughter has an unrelated dispute with Carphone Warehouse. I don't think that's affected my view of this case, but I <laughs> state it in the, in the interest of transparency. And secondly, that uh, Carphone Warehouse's owner, Dixon Carphone, has apologized for the, fact, uh, for the attack. It says that additional measures have been uh, brought in, and it says that the affected applications have been taken down. Nonetheless, um, this is a worrying time for the victims, and obviously there are an awful lot of them. Uh, some of the victims have been saying that Carphone Warehouse needs to take more responsibility and, uh, in the words of one, to be held accountable for security breaches. We won't know, obviously, whether they could have prevented this attack until we know exactly uh, what it was. Uh, but they are to be commended for uh, going to the ICO quite quickly, I think, and filling in the information commissioner uh, as, as to what's been happening, particularly because it seems that the police had been notified as well. And obviously, in most data breach reporting requirements, you don't have to report whilst the police are still on scene. So it may be that Carphone Warehouse did tell the authorities earlier than they were legally required to do. But it seems to me that um, it's obviously an unenviable situation for all concerned. The victims obviously didn't want their data compromised, particularly encrypted credit card information. And I imagine Carphone Warehouse will say that they could have done uh, without uh, this. I think it reinforces the messages that we've been giving before that hacking now is a when not if for most organizations. Even if you take the most advanced precautions, you are going to be hacked. And you have to deal with that new reality. You have to have policies in place, you have to have training in place, and you have to have an action plan. You have to know how you're going to respond and you have to rehearse that in the same way as we do with fire drills in our offices. We tell people how to get out of the building, we show them a card, and then we make them do it once or twice a year so that they're familiar with how to evacuate the building. And unless and until we get that mindset in place in corporations, we're going to continue to suffer from the type of damage that Carphone Warehouse have suffered from this week. So I don't know whether you have any views on that, Eric. 
I have views. Are you surprised? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to pick up on something you said about five or six paragraphs ago, and you said this is a this is a worrying time. Unfortunately, I hate to be a downer, but I'm going to up the worry with some recent news on our side of the pond. Um, Jonathan, U.S. officials recently reported um, to NBC News that Russia initiated a sophisticated cyber attack on the Pentagon's Joint Staff Unclassified Email System, a system which then was taken down for a couple weeks. And this sophisticated cyber intrusion happened in late July and impacted 4,000 personnel employed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the Pentagon. Uh, officials, on the one hand, reportedly have said that it is not plain whether the attack was supported by Russia's government, but on the other hand, officials reportedly have stated that the attack, quote, clearly was the work of a state actor, close quote. These officials emphasize that classified information supposedly was not seized and that only unclassified accounts were compromised. And Jonathan, let's hope that indeed uh, is the case, that classified information was not absconded from the Pentagon's joint staff by Russia. <clears throat> if that were not enough, uh, a month earlier, our Office of Personnel Management told the public that a database housing personal information relating to roughly 4 million current and former employees had been hacked. U.S. officials reportedly stated in private that this was the work of the Chinese government, even though the administration has not directly accused China with respect to this attack, and China has denied any suggestion of involvement. So now we're taking it to yet another level, Jonathan, where we're seeing the potential for uh, other states, other nation states, uh, hacking into uh, governmental accounts, uh, at least of the United States. Um, and let's just assume that even if it were true that Russia and China were behind these attacks, uh, perhaps they did not perpetrate true military assaults. Uh, as far mm -hmm. as we know, there's been no physical harm caused to anyone. However, and this is where we get to the worry point, um, if Russia and China so easily might be able to obtain sensitive information of U.S. government employees, this might not bode well because, at least to me, it's, depressing. it's a very depressing thought to think that Russia and China might develop the capability over the Internet to access, disrupt, or gain control of U.S. mission-critical military systems or other systems that address the functions, let's just say, Jonathan, of nuclear power plants, air traffic control, the electrical grid, the water supply and distribution, and the list goes on and on. I mean, if there is the sophisticated capability of piercing into accounts of our Pentagon's Joint Chiefs of Staff, for example, where does it end? So this, we might not be living just in a world where individuals might be concerned about uh, the sanctity of their credit card information, we're talking about the safety of countries and people uh, on a real physical level. Uh, so I throw that back at you, my friend. Can you up I, that one? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's definitely interesting. I, I was interested in, in the description of a, a sophisticated cyber attack. It's the exact phrase that is also used by 
uh, Carphone Warehouse in their FAQs as well. Uh, it seems to me uh, slightly cynically. I'm not sure what a sophisticated cyber attack is. is does it mean that the hackers wear wear bow ties and dinner jackets? Because um, it seems to me that there is no thing other than a sophisticated cyber well, attack, at, at, at least from the victim's point of view. Everybody always says any, anything that compromised our systems was highly right. sophisticated and highly advanced. You know, exactly. even some, <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see just how sophisticated all of those attacks were. But I, I think you're absolutely right that um, I know your favorite cartoon is on the Internet, Everyone's a Dog. I mean, I think, mm -hmm. I think we ought to presume that on the Internet, everybody's a thief, really. And... Mm -hmm. We shouldn't trust individuals with information. You know, I've had this bizarre charade at the moment where um, my credit card company are trying to tell me that they think my credit card's compromised, but they've left one very random message on my, uh, on my mobile answer phone. And then when I ring the number that the answer phone message has left, they tell me that I have to go through all of their security procedures and give them, you know, my password and my mobile password and all of this sort of thing. That seems to me to be a scam in the making. We know that those scams are out there that are doing that, that are telling people their credit cards are compromised, asking them for security verification. And do you know what? They weren't compromised to start off with, and they were after you made the call about the suspicious behavior. And so it's everybody has to up their game. Credit card companies, governments, individual corporations, because it is, it's, it's called a cyber war for a reason. It isn't something that's going to uh, go away or be over in an instant. And as we you know, as we remember um, various anniversaries we've had this year about conflict, I think we do wise to reflect that the Internet is, is now a zone of conflict as well. And in some respects, it's less harmful than dropping bombs on one another. But well, it's, still, it, it's still a serious war, and we have to prepare for it properly, I think. And it could ultimately become as harmful as dropping bombs, and that was sort of my latter point. Uh, yeah. You can gain access to somebody else's nuclear power plants, for example, or air traffic control systems, or the electrical grid. I mean, now we're not only talking about theft of credit card information, we're talking about people's lives. And, you know, yes. we're not there. We're not there right now. And I'm hoping very much we never will be there, but I'm sort of sounding the alert uh, so that we make sure we aren't there. And I think when you say, you know, it's sophisticated attack, that's the way it's always played. And that's one way of sort of saying, hey, you know, we did the best we could. It's not our fault. They were sophisticated. Well, let's make sure we're more sophisticated on the defense side. Um, you know, it was a sophisticated defense so that we were not compromised. Yeah. Uh, that would be the better news. Anyway, uh, but let's, let's finish with that point because that's the better news. We're going to work toward that. Um, you know, Jonathan and I will solve that problem for you in about 10 minutes in the next podcast, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll retire. Anyway, I yeah. So this is Eric Senrod at Dwayne Morris. Uh, this has been your weekly Tech Law 10. It's probably been about Tech Law 20. Hopefully you found the content of value. I certainly did from Jonathan's point anyway. Um, you can reach me at ejsenrod at DwayneMorris.com. Our website is DwayneMorris.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to you know, provide comments, suggestions for other topics. 
and as always, because Jonathan has that mellifluous, uh, Hartley Pool British accent, you close it down. Thanks very much, uh, uh, Jonathan.Armstrong at CaudryCompliance.com. I suppose we have to say the usual don't have nightmares thing. There are plenty of resources out there to try and help you. We've got some videos uh, on the uh, Caudry YouTube channel, for example. Get Safe Online in the UK is a great resource. I know that the US uh, has similar resources for small businesses, for example, to help them take uh, precautions to uh, prevent uh, or reduce the number of cyber attacks. So, so do something positive about it. Don't have nightmares. Um, as Eric says, thanks for listening. Do, by all means, contribute your own uh, resources on our LinkedIn page. If you can think of tips and resources that you've used to reduce the number of cyber attacks on your organization, do suggest topics to us. We look forward to talking to you next week, and thanks again for listening. Cheers. Uh, uh, uh.